Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Blooming Voices podcast. I'm Jordan Dreyer. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi, and we're so excited to have you for another episode of our show. Yes, and we want to encourage you to be creative when other people are telling you, why can't you just get a real job? Or like, um, is it, isn't it time that you like stop this and like live in the real world, that kind of stuff? Yeah, we call those people dream crushers, dream squashers, Ugh. or dream crappers on whatever. I'm just being Or sometimes <laughs> you could just call them like your grandparents or <laughs> your parents. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Significant others, siblings, friends, whatever, right? So um, I don't appreciate when people do that, but I understand where they're coming from. Uh, so there's, I think, oh, okay, let's. Hold on. I know I'm going a mile a minute today. I was just telling Jordan this is like a little warning for everybody. I'm extra hyper today. But anyway, <laughs> uh, there are different kinds of dream crushers or people. There's the people close to you who love you and, and want mean well for you. you. Yeah. And they just want you to be safe and secure and financially sound and blah, 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 blah. Right? And then there's other people who don't know you, who just want to shit on you, who want to be negative. And those are the people who are not invested in your success, but would be more than happy to see you fail. It's kind of weird because it's like, well, you don't know me. Like, what business mm-hmm. do you have to give me stu- give me advice and whatever? And welcome to the world of the Internet, because everybody <laughs> online has an effing opinion about work, about things. You know, it's like um, I always liken it to, do you know, uh, back I don't feel like the Olympics are as popular as they used to be, but like when yeah. I was young, um, even throughout my college years and early work life, uh, Olympics were the like the biggest deal, and everybody would take some time to go watch it and talk about it and engage around the Olympics. And I remember the funniest meme uh, back in like the early two thousandsies. Um, there was uh, I forget her name, uh, American gymnast, amazing, like super super amazing, Sean um, something. No, she's the one that had the, the that I think recently said that she was gonna take a break for her mental health. But this was Someone like a few. Olymp- oh yes, I think that was her. Oh, that so was like was, not the. I would say that was the middle t- tens. Yeah, well, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, uh-huh. Like, but I'm talking about in her early, early Olympic days because she's done a few, quite uh, I think yeah. a few. So anyway, so she was amazing. Whatever, whatever. And I think she had like a little trip or a mess up or didn't land quite right, but still landed or something, right? Uh-huh. And. Everybody online, I'm, I'll never forget it, had like a million and one things to say about her performance. Dude, the girl killed it. She just kind of, kind of uh, didn't stick uh-huh. the landing as, as well as she could have, right? But everyone is sitting there like a gymnast expert. You know what I'm saying? What do you call them? Couch, couch. Yeah. Quote, uh, uh, I don't know. Couch couches. referees or something. Yeah, like that. whatever. But you get what I'm saying. So you have those kind of people. And those are the kind of people that I think you can uh, confidently ignore. Yeah, because, because it's just like that thing just noise. where people are, it, there's a quote somewhere where it's like those who criticize, it's like people who 
can't do criticize those who do yeah because it's like they're too afraid to do anything and so they just sit back criticizing other people because they're jealous and mad at themselves probably yeah absolutely and you know it could be bitterness resentment and so um so there's such a thing as valid criticism and then there's people who just want to shit on your dreams and tell you that you can't do it and those are the people that we're going to talk about today. So yeah. whether they're you're close to you and how do you navigate that? So, well, so okay. again, yeah, like some of the sometimes it is from a well-meaning place. Like I have, for example, my mom once she was like, well, you're good at teaching. So why don't you just go out for a teaching degree? Like what's with the voiceover kind of thing? <laughs> and and I was like, because I don't want to teach. I, yeah. Like just because I'm good at something doesn't mean I have to do that. And or my dad one time, he actually did say like, oh, I think you missed the boat on your like you should have been an artist because he was watching me paint something one time. And it's like, well, I just like painting to make gifts. I don't have to be an artist for my career or something. Exactly. So like these I, these are like well-meaning criticisms. Yeah. Or I had another another cousin once when I was a music major in college and I was visiting there in Illinois and she was like. Yeah, but you can't really make money with music, can you? Well, she said it in such a stupid, like, matter-of-fact way that I got so, like, I couldn't, like, be mad in front of her because I didn't show emotions back then. Yeah. But, like, it just made me so mad. That, and, like, because that cousin has a, has a like, a penchant for saying things like that to me. Oh, yeah, but, like, like that catty, passive-aggressive kind of um I know, and attitude. it's like, well, at the time, I was really dedicated to my music, and I really did think I could go far. And I probably could have if I'd really wanted to. I just chose, like, in the end to do something other than music. You know, um, that's, that's, uh, I think that what you just said is something I know I can relate to 100%. And I know that whoever is out there listening can relate to it in some way, whether they're, they're in the workforce, like a nine to five or just a corporate job or, you know, whether in the service industry and every, we all have dreams, Right. Mm -hmm. We all have things that we wish we could do. And some of us take a step towards it and some of us don't. And it's not to say that those who don't are any less. But I think that I feel like they kind of are because they're no, not they are not pursuing their dreams and they are they are no, being no. mean to everyone else. No, no. But I'm not talking about people who are being mean. But even if they are being mean, I don't think that they're they're less than by any means, but that there's a fear that they have, right? And, you know, I like to, I don't know, I guess I just like to assume that the best, that the, everybody has like, like, real, like a lot of good in them. And maybe they're just unfortunate that they didn't have that supportive environment growing up or they just, yeah. you know, they're so, they lack so much self-confidence or belief in themselves to take that step. And they've never developed a circle or weren't able to, of support, you know, like a support system. Yeah. And so like that translates their into their anger and their frustration and their res their own resentments, you know. Uh, yesterday I posted a story and it was just a quote uh, on my Instagram feed and it was... Um, Basically, like, don't worry about people who don't like you. Like, don't pay attention to people who don't like you because most people don't like themselves, right? Or be okay with people not liking uh -huh. you because most people don't even like themselves. And that's the truth. So sometimes when uh, we hear negative feedback or criticism about our dreams or the things that we want to pursue, you know, we, mm -hmm. we immediately internalize it. Right. And whether that yeah. person is close to us or maybe a coach or a, a person of authority in the industry that you're trying to uh, get your foot in the door in and uh, whatever it is, you know, 
take it with a grain of salt, all of it. If you have a dream, take one baby step towards it. It might not have to, it might not be that you're going to quit your job and just go all in 100%. But maybe the first step is go take a class. You don't have to tell anybody that you're taking a class. Go take a class in the area that you're interested in and see if that's something that you like, right? Yeah. I and was, then go I talk mean, to people. Go follow the people that yeah. you like online and start you building up your dreams slowly. You don't have to talk about, despite what people say online, guys, you don't have to talk about your dreams to anyone. If there is nobody that you trust, that you feel you can confide in, don't. Because they will find a way to shit on you in some way or the even, other. I was thinking even like if your dream is to travel like to a certain country, some people it's like i'm going to tanzania and some people may, might be like why or or yeah, like exactly oh, but that's that's a poor country or or something like, or like that why it's do you like, want to go there yeah i know exactly. so they'll they'll even like be mean about that it's like well i just want to go you know exactly. then that, that's all that should matter you know like i have I, i'll tell you like one of my dreams right and not voiceover related but i have this really strong calling to go to kyoto japan okay mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why. I just I feel like I really need to go there. Something is calling me there, and it has been since the beginning of the pandemic time. But I keep putting it off because oh, I keep telling myself oh, money is an issue. I can't travel. Yeah. But COVID and blah 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 blah. Right. So I keep putting excuses. Excuses. And the reality is, I'm afraid because Kyoto is far away. If I go. I would have to go alone because nobody wants to go with me all the way to Kyoto, Japan, because they I don't. Do. <laughs> okay, then, then, then we'll, we shall go, Jordan. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, so I kept making the mistake of saying, I really want to. And this is exactly what I got. Why? Do you know anybody <laughs> there? Why would you go all the way there? What's there? I know for that's you what anyway? pe- people. What are you hoping always, to find? I've gotten that before to too. Those, why can't you just like, oh, that's cool. Like, why Where are you people... sitting there grilling me? <laughs> Yeah, no, I've gotten that before too, where people are like, "Well, do you know anyone there?" And yeah. I'm like, "No." Like, one one thing I want to do is like go to certain northern cities that I've just never been to, like Minneapolis yeah. and um, other places in like Wisconsin and Minnesota, just because I've never been there, and just in Pittsburgh and just like all the big cities of America, just see what's there. And it's like I don't know anyone there, but I just want to do it. And so it yeah. might sound weird to some people to go it's be a not, tourist in a city I mean, like that. I mean, could you but... imagine if we had a requirement where if you wanted to travel to any place in the world, you had to know somebody. But just to, but just to show you how ridiculous it is. But see, that's how we stop ourselves, right? Look how we, like, I've stopped myself because I'm like, I'm like, well, should I really go? Like, I know. Do you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? But like, we hesitate. So it's... Well, I want to I bring it back to, because you were talking about coaches for a little bit. Oh, yes. Like, when it comes to... I don't know. Of course, yes, there is good criticism and you w- you would hope your coach to really tell you, yes, you can make it in voiceover. No, you're not ready yet. Um, like they or if should you're be part able to... of some athletic team. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Like, yeah, it could be a coach that's like, no, you're not ready for this track meet yeah. yet. You're not fast enough. And but like they, they know you. They, they've actually spent time knowing you and like doing lessons with you and stuff. I don't think like a 15 minute meeting can tell like anyone that, oh, you're not fast enough or you shouldn't be doing narration because your voice is too loud or something like that. Yeah. And so I don't know, like even like the, the really professional coaches and stuff, I don't think you should trust everything they say if you don't know them that well and they don't know you that well. Oh, absolutely. So here's the thing, especially when you're a creative trying to pursue a career in the creative art form that you are in, whether it's voiceover, acting, like on camera acting, 
art, painting, music, whatever, whatever, whatever. There will always be people who will tell you you're not good enough. And there will always be people who tell you you're not cut out for this or you don't mm -hmm. belong or this is not for you. Go pursue something else. That's just the reality. You're not going to escape that, especially if you want to go to Hollywood. They're a dime a dozen. Okay, so there will mm -hmm. always be people who shoot you down. But the idea that you have to take what they say as law, as like part of your personal Bible or whatever it is, right, is ridiculous. Because at the end of the day, when you go to bed at night, you're the one that has to reconcile your feelings about your dreams. And, you know, you're the one that will choose whether you live with regrets if you didn't pursue it fully, play as much as you know you could have in that area, right? Mm -hmm. uh, here's an example. One of the voiceover coaches that I work with, she is incredible. I remember back in 2017 when you and I first met in person at VO Atlanta, she was a speaker there. Oh. And she said that she was told that she would never make it in voiceover because she had like a, a, some sinus issue or a deviated septum or something, something, right? And it made uh -huh. her very like snotty and like uh, it made her voice uh, awkward or heavy or something like that, right? And then she's flash forwarding to today at the conference and she's and she is like a hugely popular and successful voice actress. So in demand, but also a theater actress. She does on camera stuff and she made what people called her weakness, her biggest strength. And she's an incredible character actress. That sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like when he See? first started getting into acting after the bodybuilding. So many people were like, oh, that accent, you can't do anything with that. Yeah. And now, like, people love his accent and, like, make parodies of it. And I don't know, like, it's just, you can, or, like, because I was doing it, I was with an acting coach for, like, some several weeks or something when I first got to L.A. that were for the, in, like, the same lesson, he was, like, you got to find something that can make you, like, stand out in, in your voice. And then and later on, he was, like, we got to get rid of that, like, nasal vo nasally tone that I have. Or, like, it sounds like I'm stuffed up sometimes. And I was, like, but you just said something about having, like, a special tone to the voice. And he was, yeah. like, it can't be it can't be that. And I was, like, Why? okay. Exactly. I know. Like, what if this is me? Like, I can't really, you know, my nose is clear right now, but I still talk sort of like this. And. Like, I don't know what, like, it, it was so baffling to me. And I left that guy as a coach, like, after, um, like, only the six weeks or whatever. <laughs> you see, exactly. Like, you know what? You have to do your research, guys. Like, if you're going to work with someone to help cultivate your dreams, and if they don't, if you don't jive with them, you're not obligated to stay with them. I'm serious. Like, you want to be able to depend on and trust the person that you're working with. And so when they say something, you want to be able to receive it wholeheartedly uh, without it making you feel bad. If yeah. you are working with someone that makes you feel even a little bad about yourself, run. That's the way I see it. You're not obligated to stay with someone. Listen, I know there's such a thing as like tough love or whatever. Yeah, like the but boot some, camp. Some people in a position of authority use tough love to be just straight up assholes. Because yeah. they're not happy or they have some kind of bitterness. I will give you, uh, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. I will never forget there was this um, uh, actress, okay? And she was so vibrant. And I, I remember I talked to her at some some networking event. And she she left L.A. because she was so crushed and, and she ran away from her dream, basically. Mm -hmm. But she was saying that... Um, 
she was working with a trusted coach who was also an actor, like someone active in the industry, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And um, she was getting so much attention, this girl. And it was clearly that she was up and coming, up and coming, and like people were starting to want, notice her and whatever. And um, I, she, her coach, all of a sudden, her attitude switched, and she started being harsher with her and putting her down more and telling her she's not cut out. And when she made mistakes, like she would berate her and stuff. And so she took it all that to heart because she was... Um, she really trusted this coach. Anyway, yeah. it turned out later she found out that um, the coach she had used wasn't that much older than her. And apparently they were going for the same types of jobs. And Uh-oh. so it was her way of knocking her down out of the competition. Wow. Or, or I, I don't know the whole facts and the truth, but it just I, and I'm sure you guys aren't surprised. You've heard a story like this or a time or two. And it's like a TV moment drama yeah. thing. But it's real. These things happen to to people who go with their whole heart and put their heart on their sleeve in pursuit of their dreams. I'm not saying that everybody out there is bad. Just, you know, you get to trust who yeah, like, you want to work think, with. Yeah, like, I don't think, especially in the creative field, like, I don't think anybody should be put down. Like, even in, I'm thinking of, like, drawing classes where the, the teacher might be like, okay, um, you need to work on your straight lines. Don't don't say something like, you're, you suck. Like, you can't even draw yeah. a straight line. And... Yeah. Like, no, like, I think all creative arts should be love and just support and stuff. And whoever gets the role gets, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate if it's nepotism or something, but But even if it is, what can you do about it? Get up. If you need to cry it out, cry it out and keep walking forward in pursuit of your dreams. Nepotism Mm -hmm. exists. All that. Look, this was in the 80s. Okay. I I was still really young. Um, I was like in primary, whatever, you know, not uh-huh. like second, third, whatever, anyway. And um, it was like early 90s, late 80s. And uh, I remember I was doing art class. I love to draw, right? And I had this teacher uh, and she literally talked about straight lines. She berated me in front of the whole class because not only I could not draw a straight line, I couldn't cut a straight line either, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I was a little kid, and I just wanted to have fun in art class. Like, it was something yeah, I Yeah, like most to do. kids. So you know what she did? She literally, in front of the whole, I mean, guys, we're talking about a long time ago, so this kind of thing, there was no <laughs> iPhones yeah. and cameras and phones that you could record people. But she literally called my work trash, and she called it stupid, okay? Ugh. And I, like, was that little kid with that. Up, stiff upper lip and it was quivering and I, I wanted to cry but I felt so embarrassed and then she's like look everybody Dahlia feels bad about herself and she should because she doesn't try in class and she showed my work to everybody and I, that wasn't true of course I tried right and then wow. she's like so I'm gonna give you detention and you're gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch you cut a bunch of straight lines draw them and cut them until you get it that's yeah so, I don't know. Wow. I know. It, but... it just makes me think because I know that this is something I read once that talked about like the, how hard because it was about, it was about American and Chinese culture and how hard Chinese parents can be on the kids sometimes where like there was this story of this mom like telling her daughter to get it right on the piano and mm-hmm. like that she couldn't leave the piano until it, that one thing was right. And, and then when she did get it, though, they were both really happy. And, and so 
it's like, is this love? Uh, I don't know. But like a teacher, I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like I don't believe in like the tough love approach. That, that's for me because uh, it does not work for me. You know what I mean? It might work for other people. But I think there's a difference, like we said, between tough love and being a jerk. And yeah. um, if somebody is making you feel like tough love could be like, get up and try again. Keep going. Practice harder if you need to. Don't yeah. stop. But being a jerk is you're going to suck if you don't practice this much. You you are tra- you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know what's so funny is that that for me is obviously a core memory, my art teacher. And that has shaped a lot of how I approach my creative endeavors in life because, you know, it, it wasn't well into adulthood. I'm like in the last, you know, five, six years that I finally unpacked how much damage and harm that one teacher did to my creative soul. Aww. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and why it took me so long to find the confidence in myself and why sometimes, you know, even now when I work with coaches, even when I work with directors, um, I can hear a little bit of frustration and they're like you're good it just you don't have any confidence in yourself sometimes and it shows yeah and that is a, a programming that I held for look how long guys so if anyone makes you feel bad you're not obligated to hold on to the narrative that they're giving you Tr- trash it and find someone who will support you that's my yeah or like takeaway. I had a, a roommate that was like so obsessed with her scent because a teacher once what? hit her scent, like how she smelled. Oh, okay. Because like when she was in high school, like a teacher told her that she smelled bad. And yeah. like, I don't know if that was in front of a class or if it was in private. I don't I don't know the whole story. But like she was she's just even now, like much, you know, 20 years later, she's always worried that she smells bad. Mm, oh, my gosh. See, you guys, things can affect us from childhood well into adulthood. And if you are approaching your life with hesitation, with doubt, with self-loathing, you know, and if you find yourself being that person that criticizes others for their dreams, that sometimes shits on other people's dreams, especially if you have nothing to do with them, maybe take a stop, pause, stop and reflect on yourself. Why are you acting like that? You know, you're not an expert in all things. And, you know, it's like when I see uh, on Twitter people who are not voice actors shitting all over the performance of actors. Mm -hmm. You guys have to remember, there's a whole team involved in how that actor's performance comes out. The actor isn't making all the decisions. Sometimes they're being directed over and over again until the director says, no, this is what I want. This is what I want. And so even if the actor wants to go in in another direction, it's not their choice. Yeah, just like I think about I think about um, I forget. I don't know the name of the director, but the one who made Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox, Mm -hmm. like he has a really weird style of of making uh, because all the actors because they're all doing this. So you can tell it's the director where they have the. Yeah. And so then I went to the store like they have a really flat tone, even when you think that they should be scared or something. So like because they're all performing that way, it's not the actor like being unemotional or whatever. It's the director's choice to be like, I want you guys to be flat because it adds to the comedy. Exactly. You know, and I'm going to be frank with you. Like I'm excited to watch the new Super Mario uh, movie with Chris Pratt. Uh huh. It hasn't come out yet, but no. I love Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, but it looks really good. Everybody, uh, I'm so excited about it. Okay, um, but um, everybody online seems to be shitting on Chris Pratt because he doesn't sound like traditional Mario. And you know what's so funny to me? What's crazy is that it's valid to criticize someone's performance. Okay, but the movie has not even come out yet, 
and you are only looking at one or two clips that the producers have released, the, the, yeah. the production company has released, and you are judging his whole two-hour or however long movie performance based on only a couple of small little clips that were strategically given out to you guys, you know, to all of us. And so I'm like, just wait until act- the actual movie comes out. If he, if his performance is lacking, then great. That's I know, valid. people. That's a valid criticism, but you guys are like shitting all over him. And then you guys are complaining that, oh, they should hire real voice actors, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm sorry to say, whether you want that to be the case or not, Hollywood doesn't think so. I know. They're still going to hire celebrities for these big name movies. And so they're still actors and they can act. Right? The only thing I will say is I wish Bowser's voice was lower. But so that, I mean, I'm not going to criticize the actor. I just, the choice of actor, I wish that Bowser's That's voice Jack was Black's lower. That's character, right? Oh, I didn't know that. I just Yeah, I think so. Uh, but like so okay but see those are little things right and um i'm just like wait and so that's why i'm saying you're going to have online quarterbacks and and people criticizing your work and you know imagine chris pratt didn't get to where he did where he did or all these other celebrities by caring about every little thing that people said mm-hmm. about their work online right and that's how you have to be too um i i will share a personal story uh more more recently uh, there was this uh, person of note in our industry and, uh, and uh, randomly came up to me and uh, just offered uh, an opinion that I should go to Canada, okay? And I was a little sh- surprised because I didn't understand where that was coming from. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Why? And he couldn't explain it. And then I said, I'm like, cool, but I, I want to be in L.A., you know, I want to be in L.A. where all the voice actors are, where all the studios are. Like, that's what I want for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me, matter of factly said, nah, you don't belong in L.A. You won't fit in in L.A. You won't do well in L.A. You're wow. not L.A. material. You don't have the L.A. vibe. And I'm like, oh, I was so taken aback because, you know, I haven't really worked with this guy. But I had like a consultation with him. Like we're connected online. But uh I just, I didn't know where this was coming from. So, of yeah, course, like, what does he know gonna, about? Like, he's know, never heard you act. Like, like your normal speaking voice is not, like, the characters that you can produce. Well, I, honestly, I don't, I don't even know what he meant by that because he couldn't explain it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, is, like, in my mind, I'm like, am I not good enough as an actress to make it in L.A.? Or is it more than that? Like, my appearance? Am I, am I too fat for L.A. standards? Am I not uh, uh, appealing enough? Like, you know, a million thoughts went through my head immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And this was me feeling, I was feeling so happy and so good connecting with all these other actors at the conference and directors and coaches. And then this was kind of like someone who just shat all over me, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I, and I made, like, some awkward joke, like, in that moment, I reverted to Little Lily. That's oh. what I call her. Little Lily is the girl who used to be afraid of everything, mm-hmm. who always hid in the background, who never spoke up, who always put a smile on her face even when she was really uncomfortable because she didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah. That's, that's who I was as a little kid. And I was a very angry kid as a result because I had so much like always inside me that I felt like I couldn't let out, right? And I felt yeah. like, I mean, I grew up in a... In, a, in, a, in an environment where I felt like my most creative and my most uh, 
wonderful qualities were always being suppressed in, 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 in favor of, you know, cultural norms, societal norms, of uh, all this other stuff that were so important to my upbringing, right? But yeah. anyway, so I my response was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, I've heard that before. I haven't. Nobody's told me that before. But why did I need to validate that negativity? Because Ugh. in that moment, I felt so bad. I didn't want to make him. Because, see, that's because I don't want to make other people feel bad. Yeah. So I'm not like going to I don't I'm not going to say something to hurt another thing. person. It is a female thing. And that's I was so mad at myself. And I'm like, OK, well, and then I just like kind of walked away from that conversation. And I, I thought I was OK. But uh, another another voice actress was prodding me. She's like, something happened to you. What's wrong? Like your energy is just down. I'm like, I'm really worried about you because you're like up here laughing and talking. And, and now all of a sudden you're like, what's going on? And so she, I, I, through her, it's, I realized that this actually affected me more than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my point is, guys, I, I processed it. Obviously, I forgave him because the next day I was able to talk to him normally again. Um Good. You know, and I even attended one of his sessions. I was so inspired by it that he even went and be like, you know, I would, I would like to talk to you one on one and and learn about this specific thing. So my point is, I didn't let it stop me, but I needed a moment to process it and be like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm not gonna. If I want to go to LA, I'm still gonna go to LA. I'm not gonna let this one thing stop me because I know I'm gonna figure it out. You that know makes what I mean, me, guys. That makes me think of like, and this could be a whole other thing where it's like, again, we've talked about this before. The gray more morality thing like he said one bad thing to you that doesn't make him horribly bad like gotta cancel him like that kind of stuff but and so you were able to go and and actually enjoy some of the stuff that he talked about and I mean yeah I don't know I've just been on Twitter too much I guess recently where people everything is black and white and Mm -hmm. like people are only good or bad exactly and it's not and you know I don't know what was going on through his mind and I don't care because that's none of my business yeah. Right. So and that's what we have to remember. Mm-hmm. What another person thinks of you is none of your business. What a person what another person says to you is not your concern unless you you already like trust them. There's someone close to you and, and you take what they say to heart. Yeah. Other than that, just take it for what it is. Information. And guys, the one um, one piece of guidance that I got a long time ago, because I used to uh, internalize everything. Right. I was very sensitive growing up. And even as an adult, everything people said, I thought it was some personal attack because of my lack of, you know, self-esteem. And whatever. yeah, me too. And I remember when I was in San Diego doing my emotional leadership program there, the one of the coaches was like, just remember, guys, information is mutual. You're the one who gives it momentum. You're the one who gives it meaning. You're the one who gives it feeling. And you're the one who uh, either takes it or leaves it. And it's true. true. Like, I can say something to you, and it means nothing to you because you just took it as information. And I can say something to you if you're not in the mood and you see it as a horrible attack on your dignity or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I mean is I could say the same thing, and you could interpret it in so many different ways based on your own uh perception of reality and your own state of, of being yeah Do you, does that make sense yeah so you. that's so, what it's so just remember all information is neutral so i just want you to <laughs> go for the dreams i want i want everyone to try it. i mean try it. it's up to you if you're like no nah, this doesn't work in the end i tried it i don't really like taking pottery classes whatever and so but try it and don't let other people be like Oh, pottery? No one's going to buy that. Or or like, pottery? It's so dirty. Why would you want to do that? Exactly. And uh, my little takeaway is information is neutral. 
follow your dreams no matter what they are and allow the people into your circle that you can absolutely trust. And if someone doesn't make you feel comfortable or good anymore, it's okay to find another support system, guys. And don't, don't let anyone to, shit on your dreams. Yeah, you don't have to let, take everyone's advice. All right, I always think about this one audition that I was in where I, I did a Beethoven thing and one of the judges was like, oh, brilliant Beethoven style. And the other judge was like, do you even know who Beethoven is? Hmm. And it was like, okay, wow. So you, I'm like, even with like, you know, really important coaches or whatever, like everything, everything has to be a grain of salt because it's related to you. Exactly. And and just like a little one more thing before we go. Do you guys remember uh, what's that American Idol with Simon Cowell? Mm -hmm. Do you remember how he became famous for being such a harsh critic of people's yeah. performances? So imagine like, guys, he was also a personality on TV. Right. So imagine if you did not pursue your dreams because someone like that told you something, you know, and then like two other judges thought you did great. So just remember, everything's about perspective. What is, is your perspective on life and what do you want to experience in your last moments like regret or do you want to feel like, man, I really did what I uh, what I could and I played my best game in this life. So that's it. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and email bloomingvoicespodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to having you here with us again. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. And let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.